Hello and welcome to ESPN Crick Info Stump Fight. This is Tuesday, May the 17th. Today, after Delhi Capitals have taken a big step towards finishing in the top four. To talk about whether they are the favourites now, with me, Karthik Ayer, is Shresh Shah. Shresh, hello. Hi, Karthik. Uh, exciting week ahead in the IPL. Uh, happy to discuss some stuff with you. Yeah, how have you been though? It's been it's been a while since you've been on the pod. Uh, the last time we were here, we were discussing the Under-19 World Cup. So, yeah, mm. uh, plenty of cricket has happened in between. And uh, I, although it hasn't been a long time, it does feel like a long time. It does, maybe because every single day there are games, I guess. But, but it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun tournament so far, as, as fun as we've had over the past few years, especially with the crowds back in the stadium and all along which race today, of course, is Sudarshanan. Sudarshanan, welcome. Sudarshan, you're in Mumbai, right? Yes, I am. And... Uh... The last time I think we were on together was was when the Women's World Cup was on, and it seems very primitive, uh, the primitive era almost. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure you're going to say that was far more exciting than what the IPL has been. I mean, those games had some <laughs> real nail biters, right? Yeah, I know that was the ODI format. This is the T20I format, uh, T20 format. But I'm gonna just shoulder arms to that question of yours. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. So you're you're in Mumbai. Have you have you managed to get yourself to the stadium for any of the games? Yes, I did. I, I went for uh, a couple of games. One was the L Clasico, which kind of turned out to be the L, <laughs> not the E-L one. And the other one was uh, a pretty exciting one where Rashid Khan did his thing first with the ball and then with the bat. So yeah, a good couple of games. The environment is quite good and uh, the people are you know thronging the stadiums because it's, it's almost like you have multiple opportunities to go to the stadium to catch the game live and that too after a couple of years. So yeah, people are kind of using that opportunity. I, you know, I was just going to say that and we, we can make Shresh to feel a bit jealous here because I've <laughs> I've also recently moved to Mumbai and I realised that if I don't end up going for games this time, it'll be harder as the years go by because usually, what, Wankade, we get seven games, right? And at this time, you have, what is it, 60-odd group stage matches and, you know, you can take your pick pretty much to which one of the three stadiums to go to if you're, if you're in the city. So, yeah, I too managed to get to a couple of games. Uh, let, let's let's start with what happened yesterday. Delhi Capitals beating the Punjab Kings in what was an extremely crucial encounter stretched for the fourth place. And with, with that victory, Delhi have leapfrogged Bangalore into fourth. It's advantage DC at the moment. Well, yes, it is advantage DC. Uh, also because... Uh... They sort of won with a decent margin, which also boosts their net run rate. Uh, but their last game is against Mumbai. And even though a victory assures them a spot, spot in the top four, uh, Mumbai has always been a tricky team for Delhi, especially when things are up in stake, when there's things in line. Uh, we've seen that in the qualifiers before. We've seen an IPL final before. And in case there are other games which go in not in Delhi's way leading up to Delhi's final game, which is on Sunday, uh, match 69, uh, uh, it could be a very tricky game for DC and uh, maybe even pressure might just get the better of them as we've seen them it happen against Mumbai in the past. Yeah, you know, yesterday was, I think, uh, Shresh, I'll continue with you. Yesterday was, I think, the second time this season that Mitchell Marsh has stood up when when it's really mattered, mattered most for Delhi. And there has always been this criticism of Marsh that maybe in the IPL for any of his franchises, he's he's never really turned up. But but I think this year he's proving his money's worth for, for Delhi. So I think experience counts for sure. Uh, he did he did really well for Sunrisers uh, with the ball in the UAE uh, in, in the first uh, when COVID first happened. But then he got injured. So he had showed signs of his real 
strong all-round abilities then, but he couldn't show to the bat. Just that in Delhi Capitals, they needed someone uh, in the stoyness mold to give some runs as, a for, as, as an overseas player. And uh, he has been able to do that. And it's also been because of the confidence he's gained from his time spent with the Australia team. And also that the Australia team trusted him to send him to places like Bangladesh and West Indies, which were tricky conditions over the last 12 months in the lead-up to the uh, T20 World Cup. And then when the T20 World, World Cup success has come, uh, confidence has been sky-high. And uh, the numbers also suggest he's playing better against spin. And uh, if you play better against spin in India, your performances will naturally improve. Yeah, Sudarshanan, I remember two games ago, I think it was, and Delhi had, they were bowled out for, for, for what, 117 versus versus Chennai and they lost by a massive margin. I, I don't really remember it, but I think it was something like 90 odd odd runs to, to CSK. And at that time, that time, honestly, I thought Delhi had no chance. And in these two games, both times, Mitchell Marsh has performed with the bat. And this, this has been two games without Prithvi Shaw as well, who we now hear is most likely out out of the season as well. So credit to Delhi and now prediction time. Do you see them now taking this final fourth spot? Uh, I'd probably back them because uh, they are on a roll. Uh, to use a cliche, they've been uh, you know c- coming out triumphs from situations which people probably don't expect them to because Rishabh Pant, a young captain, of course the coach is quite experienced in Ricky Ponting, but Pant, a young captain, he has he has. Uh, players who are not known for their consistency they have they have still you know question marks who uh, is prithvi shaw's replacement in that top order but even despite these these missing uh, this thing elements in their jigsaw puzzle they've kind of been consistent they've managed to uh, you know get make good use of kuldeep yadav after having uh, you know a, a bit of a lull in the in, in, in two three games in the middle so Having looked at all those aspects, I I kind of bag them to make the top four, and I, uh, but it's again they don't have a, a, a large margin to err anymore. And as as you spoke earlier, it's it's the last games against Mumbai at the Wankhede, where it's not really you know uh, you know you can't kind of be con- you can be confident, but it's not every day that your confident results in wins at the Wankhede against Mumbai. So. I'd back them, but again, I have my own reservations with respect to that as well. Yeah, fair enough. The other advantage that Delhi also have is the net run rate. They are ahead of the chasing pack, as it were. One one of the members of the chasing pack, uh, Shreshth, is Punjab Kings, who who lost yesterday. Now, this entire season, I've I've loved Punjab Kings' go 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 big or go home go home approach. I absolutely love it. But do you think they missed missed a step there? It wasn't wasn't a very big target that they were chasing, and they were five down for sixty odd after Livingston got out. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Shardul Thakur and Kuldeep Yadav did the damage in the middle overs. Uh, the thing was, I think there was just sh- uh, a slower ball which Rajapaksa did not pick up really well, and Shardul dismissed him like that. And Livingston uh, should have maybe at that point with those wickets falling should have been a little uh, thoughtful about coming down the track to an inform Kuldeep Yadav. I know that's a style to gain momentum and try to find the big shot, but at, but with uh, the run rate not that bad at six at sixty runs in seven point five overs, uh, he should he could have chosen to play in a different manner. He was just five four or five balls in, and uh, taking on the lead spinner of the opposition team. At that point, when the opposition is high on confidence with the two wickets of Rajapaks and Dhawan uh, and Agarwal in in short in, in a short time, I think 
that really broke their back. From four down, they could have recovered. But from that main Livingston uh, choosing not to anchor, but going for the early release, I think, really spelled doom for them. Yeah, in terms of the table, that 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 leaves uh, Punjab, what, two points behind Delhi and fourth. And Punjab could pretty much be out of it by the time they play their last game, which is against Sunrisers Hyderabad on Sunday. Now, another team in with a shout is the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, Sudarshan, I went to the Brabant to see he, uh, RCB's last game against against Punjab Kings. And, uh, you know, I've... I've I've always been I've always liked RCBI. I, I don't know if I would say that I'm a fan, but you know I'm always rooting for them more more often than than not. This I'm I'm feeling a bit down. You know I feel this was this was the season where, where they've looked good for the most part, and it just seems like it is they had that four point advantage, and it seems like they've messed it up. Yeah, it's almost uh, you know in, in cricketing terms we. Come March, April, May, we are accustomed to uh, watching and following the IPL. And it's also been the story of the last two years. We look at Punjab Kings, we look at Royal Challengers, Bengaluru, and we see those teams good enough to go the distance, let alone kind of finishing in the top four. But the time and time, they kind of falter with Punjab. We were talking about a while ago. They have the they had the Rahuls, the Bishnois, and everybody, the Millers. The, there was a Maxwell at that point. And yet, they fell short. They had Shah Rukh Khan as well, who didn't who they didn't use well last year as well. And they fell short. And this time, Bangalore, I mean, Faf Duplessis, who 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 better than him to kind of, uh, you know, pick a side which is kind of low on confidence, having been one of the original sides, not being uh, consistent enough to do well. But I think they, they despite having those big names, you had, there was McCallum, Watson and everybody performing stars. They somehow, uh, you know, find, find a missing spark somewhere and... Uh, I think this. I think of of all the previous years gone by, this could be a season which uh, they'll kind of look back and think this was a chance missed because they had the elements everywhere. You talk about the Josh Hazelwood in the bowling, and, and he's been Duplessis, super. Maxwell, been, yeah, indeed. So I think this this will be the if 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 they don't end up making the top four, this will be the season that will probably pinch them a bit more than the others. Look, look, for all intents and purposes, right, Bangalore will have to hope that Delhi don't win their game because their net run rate is is so poor. It's negative 3.23. So, they, they will really need to hope that no other side reaches uh, six, 16 points. Now, the last time on this podcast, Sudarshanan, we had Gaurav and we had Shanky. And we made a pact that we will not discuss Virat Kohli and what's up with him this season. Uh let the great man find his own form because he probably knows best what he's doing. But I wanted to ask the two of you all, any any thoughts on, on why it has gone a wee bit wrong for Kohli this season? I think you, you, that was a fair pact, I must say, because there's, there's, <laughs> been, there's been voices from every corner of the world, not just in India. So I think uh, it's time for him to figure out. It's time for people to kind of let him be. And I think the criticism or whatever the voices that are coming up, it's because who Virat Kohli is. And it's not just because of this season in isolation or the period leading to this season. So I think we can kind of let it be. Uh, I don't know what Shresht has to say on this. So I thought that it, it's a lot of it's down to bad luck. He's had so many runouts. He's had he's hit so many good-looking shots that have gone straight to the fielder, which on another day would have just gone on either side. Um, a few of the dismissals have been freakish. Uh, you've seen that he's not really frustrated. We saw on social media 
uh, with his uh, mascot and RCB team. Uh, they did a fun little segment. You could see that uh, he knows that his form is not really off. His timing is not really off. It's just that sometimes when uh, the stars and moons don't align, uh, you sometimes just cannot fix it. You just have to laugh it off and move on. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. And now one one, one final team. Shresh will stick with you in that top four is, is your beloved Kolkata Knight Riders. I, I, two games ago, I would have thought that they were on the brink of being knocked out. But somehow in these last couple of games, they've turned their form around and, and, and here they are. They're obviously hoping that no side reaches... Uh, reaches 16 points, that is Delhi or Bangalore or uh, anyone else. But with two two back-to-back victories, Kolkata have a small chance, but, but they're still in there. Is, is Have they given themselves some hope? So this is Kolkata's style. Uh, they always have a very average season. And then they look to uh, scrap through, hoping that their net run rate is good enough. And uh, some seasons it works, and some seasons it doesn't work. And... Uh, most more often than not, but, but but here's the here's the advantage, right, Trace? Now Kolkata have first crack at the cherry into at least getting themselves up to fourth. They play tomorrow versus Lucknow Super Giants. Yeah, you look ahead to that game. They know that a victory, and they probably need a big victory there, and they're really in with a chance. And then the pressure's on Delhi. The pressure's on RCB. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is the only saving grace that that KKR don't have the pressure of thinking what net run rate games they need to play. They just need to get a win. And just need to close their textbooks and sit and just enjoy the rest of the IPL. Uh, so that is one thing going their way as well as form is sort of going their way. Uh, but they are a team which is too used to blowing hot or cold. You know, you try to use statistics. You try to use all the data packs you have and you will not find a solution with KKR. That is their style. Uh, that is the McCullum philosophy. That is how Russell will play. Uh, so th- that is them, you know, uh, the... the they leave it to their match winners to win them games and not always down to strategy. They've always relied on these match winners to eke out wins and uh, that's, that's what they'll be hoping for. I'm going to I'm gonna jump in to kind of pat uh, the Calcutta boys back here and say that I think Kolkata could be confident because Lucknow are coming on a two-game losing streak. So, Shrest, I think uh, you can quietly uh, enjoy a smile when the, when the boys in purple turn out. Yeah, so that's one that that is one thing that the two teams facing each other are in vastly different sort of scenarios. Lucknow are sort of they'll be flummoxed how they have left the chance to actually confirm that top two spot by now. Uh, they should have done it a while ago, but uh, they haven't been able to, and their losses have been quite uh, demoralizing in a sense. We saw how uh, Mr. Gambhir uh, uh, almost took on the school monitor's role in in sort of giving them a earful after the GT game, which should have, would have really hurt them because of the clear mismatch shown between the top two teams or so-called top two teams. And then to follow it up, they could have showed a message by defeating the team which was trying to overcome Lucknow, but that they failed there as well. And uh, for similar reasons, top order failing. So, yes, you're right that Kolkata will feel quietly confident to come, again, come up against the only sort of team which is sort of out of form. But Lucknow have shown that they, I mean, the thing with Lucknow is they probably have the strongest playing 11 on paper of all the teams. And so also all they need is each of their players to do their bits. Their bowlers to have three out of four good overs, all their batters to bat 17 to 20 good balls. And if they do that, that they'll be sorted. About, about Lucknow, yeah, even I found it strange that they've lost back-to-back games. But then again, Sudarshanan, they have lost games only to Gujarat Titans who are who have been top of the table for 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 quite 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 the most part of of the season and for a team that 
that that that is singing at the moment Rajasthan Royals so they've lost to the two best teams it's not the worst thing in the world they would like that second spot but i i just don't see them halting kolkata's momentum tomorrow yeah and i think there's a pattern to those losses i mean it, it, there's there's a, a common factor if i may because they've been shuffling their batting order with respect to the uh, matchups and stuff but in doing that they've kind of probably uh, you know ro- robbed a momentum of someone like ayush badoni who was kind of finishing games on his own at that number 5 6 7 spot at the start of the season and that was like taking everybody back and now he was thrown in at number 3 the other day and then that i think so that is where they are lacking the the because you see uh, kl rahul and quinton decock at the top it's it's a cemented spot you see uh, deepak huda who also comes in at 3 or 4 at most times and those people are the ones who've got runs but you go down the order there's krunal pandya there's padoni as i said and there's uh a manish pandey they throw in him uh, uh, in in an off and on so these people are not fired and that is perhaps why they are not putting up the runs because that the batting has been kind kind of letting them down in those last two three games so uh that i think they still need to kind of fix up a, a you know a lineup not not ignoring matchups of course but to kind of just give people a spot that they know because ayush badoni as i said is is someone who's playing his first season is a young player so i think he'd be doing well if he's given a clearer role i I'm, i'm not sure if he's if the communication is that way but he's kind of the performances are uh, say that he's a bit confused in those last few games and if i may add that it is uh, uh, mr gambhir's team against his ex team so mr gambhir will definitely oh, yes. have a few motivational things to say especially since a good win can push them up to second uh, because rajasthan and them the net run it is very close and they did beat kkr by a massive 75 runs i mean they dominated kkr kkr were all out for 101 uh, uh, and that too thanks to uh, some andre russell heroics 45 otherwise they would have been out for 50 or 60 and in that game you could see how gambhir was just fist pumping all over the place in the dugout so um, there'll be a there'll be a quiet word or two in there as well uh, just to uh, bring it home for gotti Yeah, and in inbuilt narrative already for tomorrow's game. I w- I would like to see KKR win though. I th- I think we can make this top four is even more exciting because if they do, they would probably go up into fourth. And then let's look ahead to the game on Thursday when RCB RCB we know it's must win. They're playing Gujarat Titans. Sudarshanan, GD have nothing to play for. Uh, I mean, it, RCB can go out there and win and win win big, right? Or am am I just being a very very hopeful? This is going to be our year, RCB fan. <laughs> I think you had a cup of positivity this morning instead of a <laughs> normal tea. But uh, you know, there are these two situations when you can say that teams have nothing to lose and they kind of come back hard at you. One when they are placed at the bottom and there's no low, no new low to reach, and two when they're at the very top where even a even a misstep wouldn't kind of harm them. And Gujarat Titans are at that spot. They're twenty. They're at that invincibility position as far as the league stage is concerned. and we can already we already started seeing hardik pandya and the team kind of experiment when they were about 14 or 16 points when they once chose to bat first when the norm was to chase so we've seen them experiment and stuff but i think it's it, it's a fearless gujarat in more fearless if i may add and that means i think that it it's probably disadvantage royal challengers bangalore at this point Shreyst, when the when these two new teams teams came into the picture you you mentioned it earlier lsg had 
the best let's let's talk about the playing 11 the best playing 11 out of any of the 10 teams that that was probably what most experts and watchers opinion was gt not so much i don't think many people gave them much of a hope of reaching the playoffs here they are 20 points 10 victories already one game to go what they have they done right this season or is it just that hardik has now he's he's, he's found his purpose his niche as a brilliant captain and he's found his form once again so naturally, every player in the team which appeared un- unbalanced had to give 5% more. That that was needed from the GT squad. And the thing is that they have provided. Shami is now in contention for a probably a spot in the T20 World Cup. Uh, uh, Rashid Khan has delivered with the bat. Tevatia has become more consistent with the bat. David Miller, who people think uh, is, is done, has shown he's not done. Hardik Pandya has batted better. He's... Bold in the power play. Riddhiman Saha, considered or, uh, considered not to be considered for tests anymore, hasn't played international cricket, white ball cricket for India, hasn't uh, even started so much for SRH past. He has delivered. And those things have actually allowed someone like Shubman Gill, who hasn't necessarily been among the runs always, he's been hot, hot and cold a bit, uh, feeling no pressure, which he felt a lot in, in at Kolkata because everybody else was so slam bag in Kolkata that if he didn't anchor accurately, then there was a there was a risk, so everybody had to give a little bit more, and they have successfully done that. Uh, so that's my thing. And the second thing is uh, this: the, this is the year 2022. Uh, we sadly lost Shane Warne, and um, you you can't have to look beyond Shane Warne to know that that this is literally how Rajasthan Royals won the first IPL season. Um, teams took them lightly for the first three four games. Uh, that's when they struck, and then when momentum was on their side, they just did not let go. And this is literally what this team has done. And what I really like is uh, Gujarat Titans appear to not be using, not be playing the game of cricket on a laptop screen. I cannot stand when there are analysts who are making decisions on the ground um, in a T20 game. You can do it in the back room. But you see Nehra just sits with a piece of paper, probably alone, and just takes these decisions. <laughs> you see old school decisions, old school, old school techniques do work and Titans are living proof of that. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think it, 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 Ashish Nera loves the laugh. Yeah, I, wasn't it Nera that uh, during the auction when Mumbai Indians were bidding for Arjun Tendulkar, uh, and then Gujarat Titans came in with a follow-up bid for for Arjun Tendulkar as well. So that that was pretty pretty hilarious. Even even the Mumbai table were looking at them like, what, what, what what's going on here? Uh, okay, about we'll continue with Gujarat Sudarshanan. It's it's a case of where the sum of the parts is a lot more than the individual components, right? Like I'm still, I constantly keep going through their eleven, and really, Rashid is a superstar. Hardik is a superstar, but the rest of the guys there, I mean, David Miller, Shesh put it, he he was being a little too kind. A lot of people thought he was finished. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned about the superstars. Uh, there are superstars in the other teams as well, but. Uh, you can sense that the superstars are going through a lull or, you know, a down phase. We talk about Kohli, we talk about Dhoni, Jadeja at CSK, Rohit Sharma at Mumbai Indians. You look at them, you kind of at times sense that, okay, this person is not doing well and uh, it's a surprise or it's it's not a surprise that the rest of the team is falling. But here, uh, even though Hardik Pandya started well with the bat, Rashid Khan didn't pick wickets at the start. He was, yes, being a bit economical, but at times he was being picked for runs uh, people began to ask whether he was the right choice to kind of pick up from the draft uh, but then he kept his uh, you know kept doing those processes and stuff that people talk about and he's among the top pickets so uh, 
Miller again and I think the biggest uh, you know the catalyst for for this Gujarat Titans team has been Tevatia. Uh, everybody knew he could finish games but it was almost like okay Tevatia could win us one or two games and we'll have Tevatia in the team for that. But here he has shown that given more opportunities given more consistent uh, chances at that spot in that situations he has the ability to triumph more often than not which he's shown in the finishes that he's uh, he i think he, if i'm not uh, if i if my memory serves me right he's on his own won them two or three games uh, from almost impossible situations. So I think Tevatia is that catalyst for Gujarat Titans, as I see, because we've seen who is that number three batter. There's no number three. There's no proper finisher if you look past Pandya and Miller. But there was Tevatia. There was, uh, they are kind of, uh, you know, chopping and changing with Sai Sudarshan, Vijay Shankar, etc. So I think it's, uh, I, I liked how Shresht put it, that it's the year of, uh, the sad year of uh, Shane Vaughan leaving us and this uh, this is almost a leaf out of his tactical book. If I may say that a winning team, as you saw uh, uh, Karthik a few years ago when Mumbai won, they had literally made no changes through the 14 games. I think they made used 12 squad members just because Coulton Allen got injured one game for the first 12 or 13 games and then they rested Bumrah for the last few before the playoffs, if I remember correctly. But Gujarat Titans have actually not been afraid to use a lot of players. And what they've done is they've not believed in the sunk cost fallacy. Ki just because we've made someone play one game, let's give him or her three, four games to feel. I mean, experienced coaches, uh, sympathetic coaches, they do have this philosophy that you got to give players a long run uh, in the middle. But they have not they have not done that necessarily. When, when Vijay Shankar did not work, they cut him out as soon as they could. When B. Sai Sudarshan's form just dipped, he was gone. Uh, Lockie Ferguson was has been sent away tactically. Pradeep Sangwan. The, the, the same thing happened to Wade as well, right? Like mm-hmm. at the exactly. top, they brought Wade, in uh, Pradeep Saha, Sangwan, yeah. uh, Varun Aaron, Darshan Nalkande. Uh, there are so many players who they have used and just got them out of the system when their form was dipping in such a way that the dip. I mean, today's this is the era of crypto and Bitcoin. So the dip didn't go too much too bad for them to recover from. You know, they identified <laughs> yeah. they identified which players not working and using it. And I think this R. Sai Kishore uh, strategy has worked wonders. They started using him on a tired pitch. And when the pitches weren't tired, they relied on their extra sort of Seema and Sangwan and so on, or Ferguson and the others. And now that this pitch of the tiring, it's working. And you can see even Rashid's become even more menacing now. He's, he's getting way more wickets than he was getting at the top, even though players are still trying to play him out. Quickly now, tomorrow, day after Sudarshanan, we're going to see. We'll talk about Sunrisers Hyderabad. Their game is this evening, listener. You may that that match may be going on when you're listening to this podcast. But we'll talk about Sunrisers if they do end up managing to meet Mumbai Indians to beat Mumbai Indians on Friday's episode. But we'll focus on these two teams, which is tomorrow's game where KKR uh, play Lucknow Super Giants, and day after's game RCB play Gujarat Titans. Sudarshan, if you had to pick. We're saying Delhi Capitals are favourites, okay? So, but we'll probably go deeper into Delhi Capitals on Friday's podcast. But among these two teams, after these, after the next three days, who do you think will still be in with a shout and and have the best chance of making the playoffs? I think uh, among Kol- between Kolkata and uh, Bangalore, I think Bangalore has a have a bigger chance because simply because I think the the teams are much more whole than Kolkata, who have like visible shortcomings. The short ball troubles them. The sp- a good spinner can also kind of uh, you know run through the order. So I think uh, 
not much logic not much kind of insight just pick a name so that will be bangalore for me ah uh, you're wasting your uh, precious uh, viewers uh, listeners air time by asking me because you know what my answer will be uh, it, uh, it, it, it will be KKR and for the, the reason for that is that KKR have a better run, net run rate than RCB RCB when they become mm-hmm. all out for 60 or 70 against Sunrisers that, 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 that may be true Shresh but RCB can get more points and that, then absolutely so, so matter, the only right? thing is that RCB are playing against the table toppers and I just don't think uh, the juggernaut is of the titans is going to stop uh, there, there has not been some crazy evidence to show that that RCB are uh, on the way up and that GT are on the way down. That, so that's not working. If RCB do win, it'll be a one-off game where you know the IPL, any team can beat anyone on that day. But strategically or tactically, or if I had to uh, predict, uh, surely GT have to be favourites. The team which has won 10 of 13 games, I think if people, uh, it would be very uh, foolish for me to say that uh, RCB are favourites over GT. Uh, so KKR, LSG, as I said, uh, LSG, we know what they'll come. They'll be very tactically sound. Uh, uh, they'll maybe even play a little bit within themselves but within their potential while KKR are going to go go big or go home and uh, that can either easily falter terribly or it can grade them great success you know you know it, it we're, we're in for a great week because all of these sides like can get into fourth and then slip down and then Delhi probably have the second last shot to seal that spot I know IPL league stage ends really with uh, so early uh, we always fear that there'll be dead rubbers. You know, I w- I w- we were scared on the podcast last week, Shrisht. Gaurav and I were like, oh my God, this, this is going to end this weekend because that time that was the four-point gap and we were like, it's it's done. It's, it's done and it's given us, now we're in a stage where, oh yeah, it still is pretty exciting. Even second place is up. For yeah, us. maybe maybe we should uh, replay what uh, Gaurav said last week where he said that he expects lots of dead rubbers in, in, in the in the IPL, but it just does not happen because because uh, things like nerves, uh, the ability of going over the line, these are non-quantifiable objects which even a team which is in form will falter upon if they don't have the experience of closing out games, which is why teams which have Australians, uh, Indians maybe, and, and few other players who succeed at the big stage, uh, franchise players, uh, they, they'll, they'll do well. That's why DC remain favourites, but I think KKR over RCB for the fifth spot. Yeah, and, and, and I know we brushed brushed upon this, but I want to go a little more deeper because Rajasthan played Chennai on 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 Friday evening. Shreyasht, I'll continue with you. Rajasthan, simply because you're saying KKR will 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 go over uh, Lucknow Super Giants, Rajasthan should take that second spot, right? Yeah, so Rajasthan definitely uh, have been the sort of more attractive team, uh, but this is that they had a few losses in the middle. Uh, three losses actually, which sort of derailed their campaign. Uh, if one of those three losses came with a win, then it would have been a sort of a different story for them. Uh, but the thing with RR is just that their quality of players is too good. Uh, there are two spinners, even though Chehel has slightly reduced his wicket taking, but Bolt has regained his form. Prasit Krishna has remained impressive. They found the form back again in Yashasvi Jaiswal to make up for maybe Butler not firing all the time. And therefore, I feel that RR is just such a strong team, especially bowling-wise and their batter, the finding form, that uh, it will be tough to stop them uh, from really doing well in the competition. And GT will probably be wary that on their day, if they don't get someone like Butler or Samson out early in qualifier one or even in the final, so be the case, then GT will be over, the game will be over halfway through the innings. Right, right. Swashanan, I, I know 
I said that we won't talk about Sunrisers Hyderabad, but I don't want to leave you without asking you about another superstar of the global game. Now, about Virat Kohli, you said our pact was fine, where where we should let the great man do his business. But Kane Williamson has arguably been the most disappointing batter in in this season. I think I don't know where the argument is not as well, as well in 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 that statement. What's gone wrong wrong with him? I generally don't have very strong opinions about uh, where should he not open exactly. Uh, I generally don't have a very strong about uh, opinions about where batters should bat and what positions, but I strongly feel this time that Williamson should kind of go down the order because clearly it's not working for him at that spot and it's almost to an extent hampering Sunrisers' batting. Their number three, four, five have been terrific. They've been the best averaged uh, side in this IPL as as I've seen. But the opening spot, and if they can kind of maximize some out from output from there, because Abhishek Sharma has been terrific. It's the first yeah. time he's opening in the IPL. He's a young chap thrown thrown into the deep end, and he's kind of come up come up with flying colors. The other missing thing is the Williamson spot, and that's why I feel that Williamson should kind of step down the order in the batting, and let's like you know tr- just try and see what happens because. RCB did that with Kohli. Kohli wasn't doing well at one drop. They kind of asked him to open. He got amongst the runs. The 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 result didn't go there way. That's secondary. But Williamson should try something, and that is that something I feel they should do. So strategically, so strategically, the the so it must be a strategic decision and not a decision on a player's skills because because I'm sure everybody in SRH, Brian, Lara, everybody, they all are aware that Williamson is a better player at probably at number four or number three than he is, he is at op- as an opener. He pierces the he pierces the gaps better. He does better when the field is a little spread out. He can he can really play around with the field placements. And yet they have sustained him as opener. That clearly means that they want him as opener desperately because they want Markram in the middle order instead of opening. Uh, so I think that is the case because uh, if me and you know that Williamson bats better at number three or four, then surely SRH does as well. So they want him to succeed there. It's just that he is not succeeding. And I think this is one of those cases where they've let the rope go on for so long that they, that they might just finish it till the end. But it's still they're still alive. And uh, for their sake, I hope that they do some change. What that change is, I'm not sure. Do they send Washington Sundar up as a pinch hitter? Do they send Shashank Singh? Up as a hitter because his strike rate is really good, 147. Uh, uh, to, to play a sort of a, uh, a pinch hitter role, like like someone like Riddhiman Saha does maybe. Or do they send Tripathi up? Because these guys are all good openers. And yet, Sunrisers are stuck with uh, uh, Williamson. So it has to be a strategy thing where they want a young guy and, and an experienced guy playing together left-right. Yeah, they're pretty pretty persistent with the, with that strategy. And I've honestly, I've never, I've never seen a streak like this. Two losses... Then five wins in a row and then five losses. I'm, I'm at a loss of words to explain. And I, th- I think a lot of people are. Okay, so ahead this week, Shrest, well, what, what is your plan? What is your agenda? What are you looking forward to the most over the next few days? So as long as this, as long as long uh, no spot, as long as there's still a spot available before the Sunday game uh, for either a top two finish or a top four finish, I think I'll be rather satisfied because there was a fear that the leagues, that the league states could have a lot of lot of dead rubbers and that uh, there'd be a lot of mismatches between between teams, between the good legacy teams and the new teams. But that, I mean, yes, there has been mismatch, but not in the way you imagined with the new teams doing well. So it's been a very uh, satisfying uh, IPL league state so far, albeit a bit long. 
and I'll be trying to find some tickets to watch some of the playoffs in Kolkata if I can. Oh, he gets one back. Yes. After he was waiting for it and almost threw it at us towards the end. <laughs> Superb, Sudarshan. What is your plan for the week? I think I'm. I'm also like on. As Stray said, happy with how this IPL has gone, and it was almost. I felt that uh, with Mumbai and Chennai both uh, knocked out pretty early, the interest in the overall uh, viewership in the IPL, the interest in the IPL might kind of wane. But uh, to see that there's a buzz, there are people who still kind of talking about who will qualify, who will make the top four, who will be the fourth team, and who will be the play in the first qualify, etc. Tells me that uh, it's not just uh, MICSK. Yes, they are the larger chunk of uh, do the larger chunk of drawing the audiences to the to the competition. But even uh, uh, apart from that, there is kind of interest in this competition. So that makes me happy, and uh, I think that top the fourth spot is something that that really is an intriguing battle. It probably might go down to the last game, Delhi and Bangalore. I think one of those will should be the fourth uh, team in this uh, in this uh, league stage. Yeah, if anything else, it's going to be fun to watch starting starting tonight. In fact, when when the Sunrisers play before we go, the Mumbai Arctic, Indians. Before we go, before you Tell me. sign off, uh, quick question for you: uh, Will Friday's game be uh, Dhoni's last game as a CSK player? Mm. You know what i I thought about this the last Sunday actually. I, I'm going to say no. But I thought about it last Sunday was because he was playing at the Vankare against Gujarat Titans. And I was like, what if this is MS Dhoni's last game at at, at Wankade Stadium? Because that's more special to me than him being a CSK player. Yeah. Uh, it, it got me feeling a bit like what, what were his best moments at Wankade, etc. But no, listening to his interview, Shrest, I think you and I both know that he's coming back next season. So I think the wheels are falling off, which is what my worry was. I, I don't know if it's the plan mm. of the discussion. It's just that the Rambati Raidu tweeting incident, which I can't believe you haven't picked up so far. Uh, but I think it, it, oh, deserves, yeah. it deserves a sort of archiving in our uh, podcast for sure. Uh, that uh, that was weird. That there was that, and then there was some some stories. I don't know how trustworthy the sources are about uh, about Jadeja not being too happy with how the captaincy thing was dealt. Then we know that how the Rayana thing ended, and these are all have been like legacy CSK players. So something might be off. I don't know how what sort of team culture Dhoni wants to hang around in. Uh, but uh, given that there is no captain decided yet and this season they couldn't really pinpoint on Jadeja, I think he'll feel obligated to come back and guide the team once more. Uh, but as you said that you had that thought uh, when you watched that game, let me tell you, in IPL 2019, uh, I was at the Eden Garden and watching and when Dhoni got out, I remember taking a video and thinking maybe that would have be, been the last time they're watching. Yeah, the yeah. And that did not happen. So. Uh, time stops for no one, but time stops for MS. Shrest, Sudarshan, thank you so much for joining us this time on Stump Mike. Listener, we'll be back on Friday. Thanks, Karthik. Take care. Thanks for having me.